Hey everyone, welcome to Bridal Mess, the show where each week your bridal bestie, me, Amir Lawali, dishes about the latest wedding scandals and gossip from a friend of a friend of the bride. So sit back, grab a glass of champagne, and let's get messy. Today's guest is Michelle Moray. Michelle is a 25-year-old law student, newlywed, and new mom. She epitomizes the art of balancing ambition and love. With a passion for justice, Michelle has just started her last year law school at UT Austin. Michelle is a gifted lifestyle blogger with a love for all things travel, beauty, and purpose. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you. Let's jump right in. We start each week with the same question. Okay. What was your messiest bridal moment? <laughs> I feel like all of it was kind of messy. It was a lot that went down. I think probably the messiest moment might have been a disagreement with like the families regarding certain aspects of the wedding. With it being a Nigerian traditional wedding, you're just merging so many different personalities and you know, traditions. And yeah, no, that was, it was a lot. (laughs) I agree. I feel like having the traditional added an extra level of stress for me. Yeah. It's a little more personal than the white wedding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, because like you see, like I grew up watching four weddings and I saw so many white weddings and no one really showed the messiness of a traditional wedding. Right. Right. I think, you know, especially like being African, traditional weddings in particular hold so much significance to both parties, both families. And so when it now comes time for it and you're just merging, especially if you're coming from two different like backgrounds and cultural backgrounds and things of that nature, it can get kind of dicey, you know? So yeah, it was definitely a lot more difficult than the white wedding and planning that. What else do you think it is about weddings that kind of bring out the most feral behavior in people? So many opinions, so many feelings. I don't know. I feel like it's a level of entitlement. I think everyone kind of feels like it's as much their day as it is like the couple. And so that can bring up a lot of different issues with people, you know, prioritizing their own desires and interests above the couple. And, you know, that really does create some chaos. It was wild. It, it It is. And I think that's what's surprising the most because I've never been the kind of person to be like, oh, it's your wedding. Let me make it about me. Right. 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 Yeah. And then you add on African culture on top of that. And, you know, there's this reverence that's supposed to be given to parents and, you know, elders and they have a role and they have a right to do things certain. It makes yeah. me complicated. It yeah. was the, they have the right to. And I was like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> So you're actually the first person on this podcast who I've spoken to has also had multiple weddings. Can you, one, explain briefly what is a traditional wedding and what it was to you and your husband? Yeah. So a traditional wedding, you know, one thing I've learned in this process, too, is that with being Nigerian, we are so varied in terms of our cultures and how we do things. So for my specific cultural background and how we do traditional weddings. So for us, what a wedding symbolizes is that I, as like the daughter of my father, he's giving my hand in marriage to basically my husband's family, like not even to my husband directly. So Mm -hmm. it's that merging and that transfer of responsibility. That's really what it signifies in our culture. And which wedding were you most stressed about? Definitely the traditional hands down. (laughs) Yeah. 
Definitely that. Yeah. The way we kind of balanced it out was like the white wedding was like our thing. So we only had like 10 people at our white wedding and that was just about it. Yeah. We had a micro destination wedding and we did things completely on our terms and it was beautiful. We loved it. I love that. I'm also having a destination wedding for my white wedding. I lost the fight. I, it was supposed to just be my wedding. I have about 50 people that I do not know going from my mom's list. So I wish I had your willpower because it did not work out for me. Even though in the beginning, you know, you have those conversations. I'm like, okay, this is your wedding. I'll do whatever you want for your wedding. Right. And then this is mine. The moment her wedding ended, it continued. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very hard. I wish. When I first got engaged, I was like, I'm going to have 50 people. I'm not going to get pressured into. And then slowly I stopped losing allies. Yeah. Once you lose the allies, you lose, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. No, it definitely was not easy. Like we literally had to fight for the kind of wedding we wanted. And it definitely came with some casualties. I mean, you know, certain relationships did break, you know, in this wedding process. And that can also be painful as a bride when you're in this period where you're trying to be joyous and celebrate, you know, this new chapter of life that you're entering. And for some of us brides, like that also means the closing or at least damaging to some relationships because, you know, for me, I'm a very strong-willed person. I've always been that way. Being a bride wasn't going to change that. And so that definitely added to things too, when, you know, I'm like gung-ho, hands down, like, this is what I want to do. And I have people who, you know, don't want to get with the program. So is there any moment that you look back on and wish that you could have done differently or would have approached differently if, if you would have known then what you know now? Yeah, I think for sure. I think now that it's almost been a year since my weddings, I think one thing in particular I probably would have done differently was just not engage in the, you know, back and forth arguing and stuff when it came to the wedding. You know, at the end of the day, no one can force you to do what you don't really want to do. You have the power to give somebody or leverage power or whatever. I just wish I didn't get engage in that. It made the whole time, that time period so turbulent for me. I didn't like that. I didn't like the arguing. I didn't like the back and forth. It it was really, it it took a toll on me a lot. So I wish I kind of like pushed back on that. Just said, Hey, this is what I want. And if you're with it, great. If not, it is what it is. Yeah. I understand that deeply. I'm Sierra Leone and some African as well. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of opinions from the aunties. Mm -hmm. They're very opinionated people. (laughs) How did you deal with all the opinions from people you know and respect because like that's our culture and you respect them, but they really should not have a say in a day that is about you and your partner. I found the people that would go to war for me. So for me, that person was my dad. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. And I was, I'm very fortunate to have had that, you know, ally in him because I know, you know, that might not be the case for a lot of different people. So with him, my dad's biggest thing throughout that whole period was like, I just want you to be happy. This is your day. And he was that person to continue to remind me of that. And so that's what really helped me. So I'm like, if my father is okay with my desires and doesn't think I'm crazy for wanting things a certain way. I'm sorry, aunties, uncles, whomever, because we had people calling me from Africa. And I was just like, look, I I haven't even spoken to you since I was like maybe six. (laughs) So, you know, it was really helpful to have my father on my team to really go to war for me and, you know, really provide that emotional support. So that's really what really gave me the, the confidence I needed to be able to say, hey, I receive your opinion. 
that's just not what I'm choosing to go with. But I, I appreciate you, you know, telling me that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I think that's actually the perfect response. I hear you. I expect that word for you, for your life. It's not something that I choose for myself. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's respectful enough. Unexpected stress. Right. All right. Are you ready to get messy? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Today, our friend of a friend of the bride is bringing a little shade to the sunshine state. We're going to Florida, y'all. Our bride, Angela, is a 30-year-old elementary school teacher with a love of music, wine, and adventure. And it was on an adventure where she met her fiancé, Stephen. It was the last week of summer vacation, and she yearned for a break that would allow her to explore. Angela, eager to try scuba diving for the first time, signed up for a beginner's course at a local diving school, where she was introduced to Stephen, an experienced instructor with a deep love for the ocean. Under Stephen's patient guidance, Angela discovered a whole new world beneath the surface, and their shared underwater adventures soon blossomed into a heartfelt connection above the waves. Their love story was rooted in a shared love for exploration and adventure. And two years later, ultimately led to a beautiful proposal underwater, surrounded by the breathtaking marine life that had initially brought them together. Okay, an underwater proposal sounds terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Can you share your proposal story? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so the way my husband proposed to me, I was living in Spain for a while. We had met three months prior to our proposal, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, that whole story is a thing of its own. But basically, he's, I decided to move back to the States. And so he said, okay, let's go out somewhere for New Year's. So he chose to fly me over to Aruba. And that's where we spent New Year's. I think it was, yeah, New Year's Eve. We had like a boat excursion. He was like, oh, no, I have something planned for us. So he booked this catamaran. And they had us on like a little small boat in order for us to get to the bigger boat. And there was a photographer on board. And I'm just thinking, oh, wow, they want to photograph us? Like, I had thought nothing about it. And so we get on the catamaran, had a nice sail during sunset. And he knows that's my favorite time of the day. And then we went to like a secluded beach area. And there was this whole setup that like a marry me setup. And I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's getting proposed to Haha, <laughs> the person was me. I was in shock. I did not expect it whatsoever, but it was such an intimate and beautiful proposal. And it was my dream proposal, definitely. Oh, I love that. When Angela and Stephen gathered their family and friends to share the joyous news of their engagement, the room was filled with warmth and excitement. Angela's parents couldn't contain their happiness. And her fellow teachers, who had become like a second family, celebrated with tears of joy and congratulations. Stephen's friends applauded the couple and his parents offered their heartfelt blessings. However, as they looked around the room, they noticed that Stephen's sister, Kara, who had recently gone through a difficult divorce, seemed noticeably quiet. Kara's divorce was a real mess and it all boiled down to her husband having an emotional affair with a neighbor. What started off as a seemingly innocent friendship eventually spiraled into something much worse, tearing apart their marriage. Now, previous to that breakup, though, Angela has always noticed that Stephen had a strong protective streak when it came to his big sister. It seemed like no matter what offensive remarks had made to Angela in the past, 
Stephen always found a way to excuse or downplay her actions. Comments every now and then about how messy Angela was or jokes about her hair or makeup. Nothing was directly mean, but it always seemed extremely passive aggressive. How would you approach comforting your sister-in-law while also celebrating your moment? Yeah, I learned really quickly from my personal experience That's just a fair place to do, in my opinion. I think that when it comes to confronting um, family and dealing with, you know, your husband's side, I feel like it's much easier if he does all of that. So I think the husband 110% should be your mouthpiece. If there's something that's going on that you're not particularly fond of, I think because he loves you, he should be able to hear and receive that. And, you know, even if that's just how she is, and you're not okay with that, he should respect that too. And he should um, make that very clear to his sister. I just don't think that's your place as a bride because that can make things super messy really quick. Oh my gosh, I agree. Especially with the, I think that you handle your family, I handle my family. Right, yeah, yeah. And it keeps things clean. Like, you know, I don't want to hate, I don't want them to hate me. I don't, you know, and it's so right. early in the process. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> How do you feel about the tension and passive aggressiveness that she's gotten from Carrie in the past? Yeah, I just feel like it's so unwarranted and it definitely kind of gives like mean girl behavior to me. I feel like when you're the newcomer into a family, I think people should be nice to you, even if they, you know, maybe you have some of your awkward tendencies or just things about you that they might not particularly like. I think for the sake of it being all new, you guys don't know each other and you guys are getting to know each other. If that's the situation you're in, people should give you the benefit of the doubt and be graceful and, you know, just be on their best behavior until you guys become more comfortable. So I definitely don't think it's okay to be passive aggressive in that way. That's definitely a period for you to be very nice, warm and welcoming and not being that speaks volumes about your own character. Agreed. As the party began to wind down, Angela couldn't ignore the noticeable distance that had grown between her and Kara throughout the evening. Gathering her courage, she approached her future sister-in-law. Angela gently said, Kara, I couldn't help but notice that you seem a bit distant tonight. Is everything okay? Carrie replied with a not-so-surprising snarkiness. Oh, Angela, you're just the expert on relationships now, aren't you? We'll see how long you're happily ever after last. Oh, no. Now, what was that? Yeah, that that is that went from passive aggressive to straight bullets. Real <laughs> aggressive, real fast. Yeah, yeah. What do you think she meant by that? And how would you respond? Yeah, she's basically projecting. She's definitely projecting her own anger and her own dissatisfaction with her own relationship and where she's at. And, you know, it's really unfortunate because, I mean, what did Angela do to you for you to be this angry? And it seems like Angela has a very genuine interest in wanting to have a nice relationship with her. I mean, for her to even ask, I mean, this is her moment of joy. She can just pretend like she doesn't see her grouchy face and move on and celebrate with people who are happy with her. So really really unfortunate. Angela was taken aback by the comment. Her heart was racing, but she realized that Kara must still be hurting from her own divorce. Mm. Realizing that this was a sensitive subject, she simply nodded and walked away. Now, do you tell your fiance about this encounter or do you let it go because hurt people hurt people? Oh, I'm definitely the type to tell my fiance or my husband every and little everything. 
everything, any moment of discomfort or yeah, I, I I'd speak. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy to, to bottle it all in. I mean, obviously, yeah, still pick your battles, but if it's something that's disturbing you and you want to, you know, fix it, I, I would speak up. Agree. I mean, that's what I would do. I always say, I tell me immediately, everything, happy, yeah. sad, annoyed. Yeah. Everything. Immediately. <laughs> Every feeling. Yeah. No, Angela didn't agree with this because she did not tell Stephen. But as the wedding planning continued to gather momentum, Angela and Stephen had checked off several major milestones. They had secured a beautiful venue. Angela had found the perfect wedding dress that made her feel like a princess. And Stephen had confidently chosen a suit. Today marked a significant moment in their journey as they headed to Stephen's favorite appointment so far, the cake tasting. As they sat at the cake tasting table, Angela couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement. The wedding planning had been a whirlwind of emotions and logistics, and today it was just about fun and good cake. Stephen had briefly excused himself to use the bathroom, leaving his phone on the table next to Angela. She grabbed his phone, looking to find a photo of the cake design they both liked. As she was looking through his photos for the cake, a message from Kara popped up and she paused. All right, you and Kara still haven't spoken since the awkward encounter. Would you read the message? You know, I think, you know, better judgment would say no. Personally, I might take a peek. (laughs) As Angela read the message from Kara, her heart sank. Mm. It read, I've been thinking, are you sure Angela is the right choice for you? Divorce is really ugly. It's better to be alone than in an unhappy marriage. What is your response to that? You know, I shouldn't have looked, so (laughs) I wouldn't then go bring it up. Oh, goodness. But then it'd be hard to just kind of bite the bullet on that and not say anything. I don't know. I probably would have to come clean to my fiance and just say, hey, I saw this and I'm not happy. Yeah, that is the respectable thing to do. Yeah. Now, did Angela do that? (laughs) (laughs) Angela, after reading Kara's unsettling message, decided to delete it from Stephen's phone without mentioning it to him. Though she was hurt, she believed that perhaps Kara's words were spoken out of concern and fear. She couldn't have meant that. All right, our friend of a friend is having us fast forward to Angela's Jersey Shore-themed bridal shower. Angela's Jersey Shore-themed bridal shower was an absolute blast, thanks to her dedicated and creative bridesmaids who had poured their hearts into planning the event. They played meatball trivia, pin the poof on Snooky, and grenade brigade. Angela's mother and mother-in-law were both there, showing their support and love, which made the occasion even more special. However, a cloud of negativity appeared when Kara, a latecomer to the party, arrived with a chip on her shoulder. She seemed determined to bring down the vibe and had disparaging conversations about the event with anyone who would listen. She scoffed at the beach-themed decorations, referring to them as tacky and childish, openly criticized Angela's venue, insinuating that it was cheap and not paying for a bridal shower. Angela's maid of honor even heard her bet that their marriage would only last six months. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a step too far. Yeah. Is that too far? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No. <laughs> would that be your breaking point? Oh, for sure. Honestly, maybe even before that, but I think here it was a, there's plenty of evidence to, you know, 
go ahead and let that relationship go. Personally, she wouldn't be coming to my wedding. I just feel like weddings are also, yes, they're a celebratory experience, but I feel like there's also a spiritual component to that. And I only wanted to be surrounded by people who I knew had good intentions and genuine love for our relationship and our marriage. And if I wasn't feeling that way, I was more than happy to not allow that person to to enter. So she would not make it on the guest list. I agree. Also, I'm kind of with you, but I'm not afraid of confrontation either, which I think yeah. surprised some of the aunties. And I was like, I'm an adult now. Right. <laughs> I fight back. With respect, yeah. I fight back. Yeah. So. <laughs> Angela's anger began to boil into rage. She strutted towards Kara and tapped her shoulder to have a conversation outside. She took a deep breath and said, you can't keep doing this. I love your brother. And I know you can see that. Maybe if you weren't so <laughs> negative, your husband wouldn't have left. What? <laughs> well, that went left. Was that too harsh? It was harsh. Yeah, I definitely don't think, you know, especially in a situation like this, it's productive to fight fire with fire. I would have mm-hmm. just excused her out of my event and went on with my merry day, my happy day. <laughs> I mean, that's what should have been done. Yeah. I feel like, but see what this is. This is what happens when you don't nip things in the bud. Exactly. Exactly. She pissed yeah. you off four months ago. Right. Right. And if you would have handled it then properly, yep. you wouldn't have done this on your bridal. It's your day. At the end of the day, she wins because it's your day. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like as much as my wedding was so much of an issue with some, you know, people, my bridal shower was too. And I literally had to say, hey, certain people were not allowed to, at my bridal shower because of how they acted throughout the whole journey leading to the wedding. So I told myself, look, regardless of the weddings, my bridal shower was going to be one event where I genuinely felt love in the room. And I had, I was just surrounded by people who I know had my best intentions at heart. So if I was already picking up on weird vibes on someone like her, she wouldn't have even made it to the bridal shower itself. So boundaries, love them. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You could see the blood rush from Kara's face as she stormed off, not returning to the party. Upon her dramatic exit, Angela couldn't help but feel a sense of vindication as if she stood up for herself and her relationship. However, as the day came to close and she returned home to her fiancé, Stephen, a sense of guilt washed over her. She realized that while her confrontation with her future sister-in-law had been necessary, it had also created a division within her future family. Yeah. While Angela was wrapping up the bridal shower, Kara, of course, called Stephen and filled him in. Stephen, though initially upset with Angela for the harsh words, recognized that a boundary had been crossed on both sides. Stephen asked Angela to be the bigger person and extend an olive branch to Kara, suggesting that they meet to talk things through and clear the air. All right, it's your wedding season. Would you apologize? You know, I'm gonna have to think about that after the wedding. (laughs) I I just feel like it's already been a lot of drama and too much going on. And then weddings themselves are really stressful. I don't know. I probably would have to just engage my compartmentalize, my skills of just being able to compartmentalize things and, you know, kind of push her issue to the side and handle what I need to handle and keep it pushing. Because I feel like a situation like this, it might take, you know, an extended period of time to really genuinely build rebuild that relationship and mend things over so also like 
she wasn't wrong. Like she was, maybe it was rough. Yeah. But she wasn't wrong. Right. It's also her season. And I think as I'm coming to the end of my wedding season, I'm getting a lot more. It's my wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The person who's upset should deal with it. Yeah. It's my wedding season. Right. Right. And it should be special. Like, get over it. Right. And you already, as a bride, have a lot to handle to begin with. I mean, they'll be fine. They'll be able to take care of it. And then if you have the emotional bandwidth after the wedding to go ahead and tackle that, go ahead and do that. But I wouldn't overextend myself during that engagement period trying to repair that. I would just let it (laughs) set aside. (laughs) If your brother isn't that stressed, like if you... He should have dealt with things earlier. That's all I'm saying. Right. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. his battle to fight. So when it got messy, someone had to do it. Right. <laughs> Angela, despite her lingering feelings of guilt, knew that preserving peace and happiness on their wedding day was important. So she agreed to reach out to Kara and attempt to mend the rift. Despite Angela's willingness to reconcile and her multiple attempts to reach out, her calls went unanswered and her messages remained unreturned. The silence from her future sister-in-law was deafening and a message in itself. All right, your wedding is tomorrow. Your future sister-in-law isn't answering. What do you do? I'm not worried about it. I'm not marrying her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is my husband still taking up my calls, still answering my messages? That's most important to me, but I'm not about to lose sleep over his sister. (laughs) Exactly. All right, do you think she shows up? Like, do you think Kara shows up? You know, I feel like people like that probably still do just to kind of see, you know, not that they're there with good intentions, but they just kind of want to see what kind of goes down and just bring their energy. So I would not be surprised if she shows up still. Yeah, it's definitely an energy thing. Like, I feel like she would want to kind of throw Angela off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's see. On the day of their wedding, Angela's anxiety had reached its peak. Kara had still not returned any of her messages, leaving her concerned about whether or not she would even show up to the ceremony. The night before, Angela had sent a few messages to Stephen, trying to gauge his thoughts on the situation. But he was confident that she would attend the wedding. And though her day was beautiful, as she prepared to walk down the aisle, a sense of unease and uncertainty lingered in the background. Why do you think she's so worried on her wedding day? I think because of all just all the unresolved and undealt with emotions regarding the sister-in-law. And to be honest, I think she just cared too much. You know, obviously it's easier to say that when you're like outside of the situation and you're removed, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes you just kind of have to have that tough layer of skin and just not allow things to penetrate as easily. She, The sister-in-law did not deserve that much emotional care from her and energy from her. Agreed. She cares a lot. And I think it's, Maybe it's also a little fear of like, I think when you get married and like you said, even like the traditional sense, the symbolism of it all is like, you were going to this family. Right. I would be stressed if I was going to a family that I was like, y'all got some mess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Y'all got some. Yeah. And I completely understand that. I think also as a bride, maybe sometimes if you're unfortunately in a situation like that where things kind of like took off during the engagement period and there's like some hostility or tension between you and the family. Sometimes maybe you might have to rethink what your understanding or vision of marriage is. Is it really that I am marrying this family 
Or do I have other beliefs in place that might make me feel as if, okay, well, yeah, it'd be nice to have a great relationship with the family. But most importantly, I'm marrying my husband and we're creating our own family and that takes priority. So I don't know, maybe you might have to like rethink about how you view the institution of marriage despite cultural influences. Agreed. Agreed. I think there's a lot of cultural pressure to have so much involvement of the other families. But I think at the end of the day, you mar- you've married one person. Right. It's really important that you're aligned on what your future together looks like. Right. Angela walked down the aisle. Tears flowed down when she saw Stephen waiting at the altar. The wedding ceremony was beautiful, filled with heartfelt vows, touching speeches, and an outpouring of love from their friends and family. However, as they exchanged their vows and looked out at their gathered loved ones, a void was felt in the room. Kara, Stephen's sister, was absent. And her absence left an unspoken ache. Are you surprised Kara didn't show up? Not really. I mean, I get it. <laughs> eh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, especially if she's showing signs that she's not capable of just, you know, being able to communicate with the sister-in-law after she's made several attempts. It kind of shows that she has like coward tendencies. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that she would go MIA the day of the wedding. Yeah, it's it's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little sad for our bride. Yeah. But it's on brand. Yeah. The remainder of the wedding unfolded like a scene from a movie. Great food, lots of dancing, so much joy. Notably, no one from Stephen's family even brought up Kara's absence and Angela eager to preserve the positive atmosphere, followed suit. (laughs) No one missed Kara. (laughs) That's surprising because I feel like usually I'd be worried about the mother-in-law. Like, you know, being weird. But I mean, if she's not even weird, that's a weird family dynamic, but it's none of my business. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't mind in my business. (laughs) All right. It's after the wedding. What do you think the relationship is like today with Kara and Angela and Steven? How do you move forward from this? Yeah, I feel like if they weren't able to like sit down and just have like a real authentic, genuine conversation about things, the relationship is probably really strained. I mean, we're at a place in our lives where everyone has responsibilities and, you know, things that they're preoccupied and worried about. So, you know, these dates, it's quite easy for relationships to just kind of remain in that state of just being strained while everyone's preoccupied with what they have going on. I don't expect Steven to be like BFFs talking to her all day, every day. I mean, this is someone who has disrespected your wife and hasn't, you know, been so warm towards her. And I feel like if he's a husband who loves and respects and honors his wife, he will, you know, probably wouldn't be as close to her and would set the appropriate boundaries to communicate to her that, you know, it's not okay for you to treat her that way. And if you choose to disrespect her, you're disrespecting me and we might not be the closest. So they're probably strained. They probably have a really strained relationship now. All right. We have an update from a friend of a friend of the bride. For three long years, Angela had not heard from Kara. Kara had kept in touch with Stephen maintaining a strained sibling blonde. The first time Angela saw Kara again was at a family get-together. And to her pleasant surprise, she arrived with her new boyfriend and made a joyful announcement. She was expecting a baby boy that fall. Kara hugged Angela warmly. This newfound chapter offered them both a fresh start, a chance to rebuild their connection and embrace the upcoming addition to their family. 
babies were blessings. They bring people together, I guess. I'm glad that worked in their situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do in some situations and some families. I just wonder if they ended up having that real conversation about what transpired or if everyone's just kind of pretending like that all didn't happen. And let's just pretend like, you know, everything's fine. See, I don't think they ever had that conversation and that hmm. would kill me. Yeah. I'm the kind of person where even if it's 10 years later, what's said needs to be said, apologies right. change, and then I will immediately move on. Right. And until that is done, we're not cool. Right. Right. <laughs> The exact same way. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't trust people who can't apologize. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's a I big can't just be like, this is wrong. It's weird. Right. It's weird. It's weird. Thank you so much for joining Bridal Message. So much You're fun. Welcome. This is so much fun. <laughs> All right. Before we go, I would love for you to share what you have going on next. What can everyone look out for? Yeah. So currently, like you said, like I'm currently in law school. So I'm fine finishing out my final year of law school. But outside of that, I am a content creator. Love creating my content on TikTok. I share on Instagram, just kind of sharing my life as a newlywed, a new mom, just navigating this whole chapter of my life. So definitely you can check me out on TikTok, check me out on Instagram. And I also hope to come back on YouTube and share vlogs and, you know, other snippets of my life as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining. I had so much fun. Yeah.